Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. So put aside the score, right? The Bucks lose 31-14. to Their season is over, falling to the Dallas Cowboys and Dak Prescott, who was lights out, four touchdown passes, ran for another score. It's an 8-10 and season, NFC South Championship notwithstanding. This game was sort of a microcosm of the entire year. Bucks can't run the ball. Bucks fall behind. And worse yet, and we haven't seen this all year, Bucks allow the Cowboys to run up and down the field, 80-yard drives, 82-yard drives, 91-yard drives, had no answer. Um, we'll talk about them blowing assignments, missed assignments, guys running scot-free wide open down the field in a secondary that's been together for four years, coached by Todd Bowles. So all of that happened, right? All of it. And the Bucks were never really in a playoff game that, Really, they had a couple weeks to prepare for when you consider that they weren't going to play anybody in the Atlanta Falcons game very much or very long. And we can talk about Ryan Jensen and his return, triumphant return, really, from tearing three knee ligaments, he told us after the game on Monday night. But let's start with the ending. So the game ends, and sometimes you get certain feelings just observing people and, and what is natural and what is unnatural sometimes. Prior to the game ending, Tom Brady's parents, who have been down here since late last week, Galen and Tom Sr., walk through the tunnel, uh, the Gate D tunnel there in the south end zone where the players go in and out to the locker room. Mm-hmm. And they're on the playing field, not the playing field itself, but just off the side to the, of the field. The game ends. They're out there when it does. Tom finally gets comes over. He takes off his cap. He's he's tipping his cap to the fans who are going absolutely crazy. One more time for Tom Brady, at least. And then he goes and he hugs and kisses his mom and his father. And he proceeds to go through the tunnel. A couple things. Um, after that, his mom and dad left the stadium. They came back through um, the tunnel uh, into uh, sort of the bowels of the stadium there uh, to a car. And they were holding hands. His mom, Galen, was biting her lip, fighting back tears. Um, And then, you know, when Tom got to the locker room at one point, an equipment guy went and deliberately fetched his jersey, his game-worn jersey, perhaps the last game-worn jersey of his career or maybe with the Bucks, and put it away for safekeeping. And then finally... You know, he, he talked about the game and, and sort of, you know, obviously he was asked about his plans for next year and what the process was, and he just said, look, I'm going to go home and get a good night's sleep, sleep as good as I can tonight, and that, you know, it was sort of not something that, you know, he was thinking about right away. He just said that, you know, truly I'm going to take it sort of day by day. Um, part of me believes that because a year ago, Tom Brady retired on February 1st, and that was really fast. 
considering when the season ended. And then 40 days later, of course, he unretired. But after this year, with all that he's been through and the fact that he's a free agent, unrestricted free agent, he's going to have a lot of opportunity to consider. And the weirdest thing, and it really wasn't weird, it sort of is, it sort of typifies Tom um, being this guy who is a you know an iconic superstar quarterback, celebrity quarterback. But upon walking off, he kind of gives a speech. He cuts the question and answer short, and he says that you know feel like the end of the career or something like that. So he goes, no, it feels like the end of the season. He says, listen. I just want to say thank you guys for everything you did. I really appreciate all your effort. Now he's talking to the writers, some of which cover the team every day uh, in the media in general. He goes, I know it's hard for you guys too. It's hard for players to make it through, and you guys have got a tough job, and I appreciate all you guys do to cover us and everyone who watches are big fans of the sport, and we're very grateful for everyone's support. And hopefully I love this organization. It's a great place to be, and thank you everybody for welcoming me, all you regulars. Just very grateful for the respect. I hope uh, for for the respect, and I hope I gave you this the same back to you. That doesn't sound like a guy to me who thinks we'll see you in the spring. Um, and maybe it's just hey, I'm I don't know. Maybe I I don't know that I'll have this opportunity again, so I'm going to take it now because he's thoughtful that way, and he doesn't want an opportunity to pass without saying this. But prior to tonight, I would have told you. I think Tom Brady's going to play. And I think if he does play, it, it most likely will be at the Bucks because of his relationship with the Glazers, because of, of his relationship with the front office, how much he loves his teammates, all of that. But, Steve, I'm telling you, I'll be damned if it didn't – and, look, we, we did the same thing a year ago, right? We really did. We wrote very mm-hmm. similar things a year ago, and he did retire, um, and then he came back. But this time really felt like goodbye to me, more than a farewell, I'll see you next fall. Um, And I don't know that he knows for sure what he will do because he made that mistake once of, of, you know, deciding too soon. And he's going to get a lot of opportunities thrown at him. A lot of teams are interested. The the Las Vegas Raiders, for one, I would imagine the Miami Dolphins might want to talk to him, even though they don't know exactly, they say, to a tongue of a low is going to be their starter next year, but who knows? San Francisco has pretty good quarterback situation already with Brock Purdy and uh, Trey Lance, who they gave up a ton of picks for. I don't know. That's his hometown. Maybe they would, you know, depending on how things turn out this year, I think they may win a Super Bowl. Um, there's other places like Tennessee and Mike Vrabel and, and the New York Jets who don't really have a quarterback because uh, the young guy didn't work out. But we know his personal issues. We know that he's got family now, um, three children that don't live with him, one in New York, and then the two now uh, in with Giselle near South Florida. But this felt, this really like in its totality, with mom and dad on the field where they don't go after games, um, with the emotion they had on their way out, um, and and just everything in between, and and. You raised this possibility, Steve, before we got on the air. It was like, what can he fix here? What's fixable? What what can Tom Brady do to come back and win a Super Bowl? Because we know if he's going to play, he's only playing for one reason, and that's to win a Super Bowl. And he wants the best chance of doing that. I don't know that, that he believes or that necessarily anyone believes that's a quick fix here. Maybe it is. 
Maybe he'll have the full support of ownership, the full support of the front office, and thinks he can make it better. But, man, I'm telling you, and you watch the game, Steve. I, I didn't see the body language on, on all the TV and all of that. Um, but I'm not surprised they lost. I'm not surprised how they lost. But, man, what a frustrating season right to the end. And, and if that's what you take with you in the off season, it's not a great case to come back and, and continue your career, at least in Tampa Bay. And I'm not saying it's not fixable because we know free agency in the draft can do that. But for what went on tonight and for how he acted afterwards, it, it seemed like goodbye. I, I, I don't know what else to say about it. Well, it, 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 and it, you may be 100% correct, but I'll, I'll take a little bit of the other side for yeah. a minute it, it, for debate Please. purposes because I, I, I don't right. think anybody knows. According to Joe Buck and Troy Aikman and many others, he truly doesn't know what he's going to do next year. Yeah. And so, and he is a free agent, unlike last year when he retired, he was still under That's contract right. to the Buccaneers. That's correct. Now, you can retire or possibly ask for a trade somewhere if you wanted to sign elsewhere. But you couldn't just go sign anywhere. Mm-hmm. He knows that he is a free agent. Mm-hmm. And if he truly doesn't know what he's going to do next year, then you go ahead and say your goodbyes. Because this will be right. the last time he's in front this of Tampa might Bay be media. The last opportunity, yeah. right? I, so he could well be just taking that opportunity, mm-hmm. knowing it's there in front of him now, but may not be if he goes somewhere else. I also think he used that as a reason to cut the press conference short. He's media Almost savvy, likely, yeah. and and you start doing that, and it's an easy way to just okay, I'm done, walk off, and uh, oh, he's never had questions. trouble. <laughs> he never well, had he trouble never walking has, but off. It, but it's the classy way. It's not <laughs> yeah, the it just is. you know because it's we, the end of the year. You're we not lost the stinks. I'm out. I mean, you know, it's yeah. the it's the classy way to to butter right. up the people talking to you. No, I, I don't. I don't. Yeah. I don't believe he doesn't believe that. What he said. No, I think he's a good guy that that genuinely mm-hmm. cares for people and respects the yeah. job they have to do. I, I mean, he does treat everybody like I said for for an international iconic mm-hmm. superstar, which quarterback, which is what he has been. Um, and I've said this before. He's very present and, he, and he's very aware, and he he's been taught by the right people. His parents have done an unbelievable job uh, for all that he has to contend with. But you're right. That might have been a pre-planned, hey, let me let me take this opportunity. I'm walking off. Everybody knows I'm not going to answer a question after this. At least I should. Somebody mm-hmm. tried to ask one. Um, and that might have just been, I don't know what the future is, so this is my chance to say yeah. thank you. And, and, and if he truly doesn't know, and I don't think he knows what he's going to do yet. I, I mean, I, don't I, I think in his mind he's – Perhaps he's made up his mind whether Tampa's a destination to come back to next year if he plays. Don't know. Right. But I don't think he knows. And I don't think he's going to know on February 1st. He may not know by March 1st, which at that point puts... And you know what? He won't have to know by March 1st. That's the beauty of being Mm -hmm. a free agent. Really, um, you could argue there's Mm -hmm. no timetable for him to decide. He could wait until teams pick their free agents Mm -hmm. and then go to the best roster that they assemble. Or... He could be part of that process and sometime prior to free agency, like he did last year, say, hey, I'm back. I'm all in. Let's, let's go save this guy, this guy, this guy. I mean, we know he's pretty deliberate in what he does. Mm-hmm. Now, last year he wanted to go to Miami, and then the lawsuit from Brian Flores happened, and that changed everything. Right. And, and so it was weird. It was the retired, not retire this. This season he's gone through – the worst regular season of his career, the only losing one yep. he's ever had. Yep. 
Uh, he's gone through a public divorce. And, yeah. and and all the distractions that come with that. Uh, he's gone through a lot this year. I I, I think the goodbye tonight, and it very well may be goodbye to Tampa Bay, because he may hang up the cleats and not play again, period. He may be at Fox next year. That's also a very good possibility, yep. So I, I think, I, I wouldn't read, I don't think that statement tonight is he's definitely gone. Right. I, there's a good chance he is, absolutely. Yeah. but Because the other part of this is, is, as bad as you can, you can criticize the offensive line. You can criticize a lot of things. He was pretty bad tonight too. He was bad a couple weeks ago too. He was. Uh, he has not. Uh, the arm is still there, but he hasn't played up to his to what we know Tom Brady to be at this point. Now, maybe a lot of that is the offensive line and the trust and getting rid of the ball too quick, or maybe it's just that's what a forty-five-year-old quarterback does. We don't know. Yeah. You know, so I think he's going to take a long look at, at him to himself too. I don't think it's going to happen tomorrow, right? But I, I I don't read that there was an absolute goodbye. But I think it was. I know it. This may be my last chance up here in Tampa Bay, so I'm going to take advantage of it. Yeah. Well, let me read you just a list of free agents that. Tom Brady would have to consider may or may not be here next year, according, you know, along with himself. Levante David, Jamel Dean, Sean Murphy Bunting, Anthony Nelson, Mike Edwards, Akeem Hicks, Carl Nassib, Julio Jones, Will Golston, um, Raheem Nunez Roaches, Scotty Miller, Blaine Gabbard, obviously, Kyle Rudolph, Bashard Perriman didn't play much, um, offensive linemen like Aaron Stinney and Josh Wells, um, Giovanni Bernard. Uh, there's some others that don't play very much, but that's just the starters list. And then you have to consider that they don't have a lot of money. They've they've put a lot in future years to to win a Super Bowl, to bring Tom Brady back, bring as many free agents as they can back. There are guys that re-signed on this team this past year that'll still be under contract, like Ryan Jensen. Um, so it's not like the cupboard is completely bare. But how do you get better, right? Without uh, a very high draft pick, they're picking 19th in the draft mm-hmm. in the first round. Not very high. Well, you can always you kick know, money down the road again. You can. I mean, you absolutely can. If Brady I, says, I, I want to come back. And and that many free agents also means you have that many people to replace and change up and do different things with. Now, you know, right. how you fit that in and, and who you convince to come and where you find guys, that's a different story. But Well, Tom Brady is the greatest recruiter they've ever had. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's the selling point, right? You can get guys, and, and unfortunately, it'll be a lot of guys at the end of their careers – and, you know, they may have not pan out like a Kyle Rudolph or a Julio Jones did not. That could be part of the process and part of the problem that you, this team needs to get a little bit younger. It's the oldest team in the NFL, not just because of Tom Brady, uh, because of a lot of other players that aren't really producing. You're going to have change. You know, um, talk to Cam Brate after the game. Cam Brate may have cost Tom, caught Tom Brady's last touchdown pass. And, it, and he, as I talked to him, he says, look, it probably was my last. It could have been my last touchdown pass. Um, because I don't know if Cam is back next year anywhere. So there's, there's going to be a ton of change, as there always is in the NFL, and some of it will be good, some of it will be bad. Um, but does he want to go through that here? Or or what opportunities will there be? You know, he will study rosters, teams that come after him. He will look at the coaching. We know that he has an affinity for, for wanting to be coached by Sean Payton. 
Um, you know, these are all things that, and, and, and probably things he hasn't even considered yet haven't been thrown at him. Like uh, a minority ownership that he was seeking with the Miami Dolphins. If that came across somewhere, maybe that would be a deal breaker for him and be uh, something that was enticing for him to set himself up for the rest of his life. Not that how much money do you need, right? He also has Fox. He also has a job to go to, which is something different than when he retired a year ago. He can go and make $37.5 million a year doing Greg Olson's job uh, as a number one uh, color analyst on Fox. I don't know that that's going to you know, be the same as playing. I know it won't be. If you, if you talk to Steve Young or listen to Steve Young, he, he says it's like death, you know, and who would choose death? Um, Tom can still play. He, he goes through a hell of a lot to get himself to play with mm-hmm. Alex Guerrero and the training and all of that. But on and off the field, this was the hardest year, I think, probably of his career. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that sounds like hyperbole. It's not. He still made the playoffs. He's never had a losing season until this year. Um, and everything that happened in this game to the Dallas Cowboys was what we saw all season. Uh, I said it before the game. I think I was talking to Joey Knight, and I said, you know what? Until the last couple of days, I just got a feeling that Dallas is way too talented and their quarterback is way too good, although he was struggling coming in. Yes, there was a ton of pressure on the Cowboys, no doubt about it. Uh, and the way the game started, Dak was really shaky. You know, both teams went three and out. Dak had a, about three incomplete passes that weren't very well thrown. Um, and But then he settled down, and you saw the talent come through. You saw the mistakes the Bucks made. And you just knew that Dallas, being 12-5, and five, they were a better football team. It was going to take an almost perfect game for the box and, and maybe the momentum completely changed. You know, if Tom Brady doesn't throw a pick in the back of the end zone um, on second and goal from the five and they score a touchdown there, hell, their kicker did everything he could to keep the Bucks in, and he missed, what, four extra points. Um, and so, you know. How about that? Yeah, it was crazy. I've never seen anything like it. I've never seen anything. They, they I mean, said, Dallas, if Dallas wants to go anywhere, they better have a new kicker on Monday. On, uh, they Monday said they're not. Jerry Jones, they all said uh, he's their kicker. He's made, he's made a lot of good ones. Yeah, well, you're in the playoffs now, and if he does that in a, in a close game at San Francisco, you're going home. So yeah, they said uh, ESPN said back to 1930 is the first time a kicker has missed four straight field goals. Essentially, no, it was incredible. It was the only negative that the Cowboys had, and I don't think they're going to go out and beat San Francisco. I think the 49ers have a couple extra days of rest on everybody that played tonight, at least. And they are the best team in the NFC. I don't think there's any question about that. Brock Purdy could be had. Um, we'll see how many injuries that Dallas defense had. They had a couple guys get nicked up. Micah Parsons is still unbelievable, almost unblockable at times. Donovan Smith did not have a good day again. Um, and, and that was certainly a factor in the game. I'm not sure that Tom felt completely protected in the pocket, especially when he had to throw every down to come back. I mean, this is the thing. Like, you know, this team – had 12 rushing attempts, and, and three of those were at the end of the game. They, you know, they'd gone through almost four quarters with nine rushing attempts. I don't care how bad the score is. You can't do that to your quarterback, and you can't do it to your offensive line either. But they keep doing this, it this year. We, how many times have we had that conversation after uh, Well, all year. I mean, they averaged less than 80 yards, and like I said, I'd been given a stat that said only four teams in the history of football, much less the NFL, had made the playoffs averaging less than 80 yards a game. Um, and the other thing was, you know, the whole – offensive line thing and Brady getting rid of the ball quick. Like during the regular season, they only gave up 22 sacks. That's the fewest in the NFL. Mm-hmm. You know who that's on? Not the offensive line. That's on Brady. Keeping, you know, avoiding sacks, avoiding um, losing the down distance of those. 
dumping the ball, getting rid of it, all those things. He still managed to protect the football more than most. And, you know, I, I just give him so much credit for what he was able to do just to get this team in this game. And he truly believed, like I said when I talked to you about Clyde Christensen, told me Brady truly believed he was going to win a Super Bowl. Like until it happened and he didn't, he believed it. Now, he's had plenty of these seasons end this way, and as he says, the way he looks at things is not the way everyone else does. Some people will say, hell, you know, pretty good year. You know, if you're Jacksonville, you made the playoffs, you won a playoff game, great comeback, and then you lose. They're still patting you on the back saying, way to go, get him next year, Tiger. To Tom Brady, it's only one team is going to be happy, and if he's not that team, it doesn't matter when he loses. He can lose in the wild card. He can lose the division title. He can lose in the NFC Championship game. That might hurt a little bit more because you're so close to a Super Bowl. But in the end, only one team loses. And losing in the Super Bowl, he has done as well. And that really sucks because you're right there. But, you know, to Brady, it's a zero-sum game. Um, and I still think it's it's remarkable uh, all that they had and his personal problems and everything else that this team even made it this far, even in a weak division, even with everything going against them. I don't know what the future holds, you know, for, for the football team. They, like I said, they've got to get younger. Um, they need they need skill and, and speed in particular all over the field. Uh, it's going to be transitionatory, you know, at some point with, if, Brady, if Brady leaves. But, again, I, I truly do believe that he's going to wake up tomorrow and see, okay, what's out there today? How do I feel? What about the next day? How do I feel? And so on and so forth and get away from the game like you need to when you've been through this grueling season. This He's right. You know, when you, when you turn to the writers and said – it's been tough for you guys to. It, I don't play football. I, I don't. It, there's nothing close to what these guys do. I'm just a guy that covers the team. But I've been through the ups and downs with them. Been on the road with them. Know how far they traveled. Know their practice schedule. Know how much they pour into it. There, there is such a lot that goes into an NFL season on so many levels, from equipment guys to front office to scouts to, you know, uh, cooks to everybody in the building. And it, the finality of an NFL season is unlike, you know, that sudden death. You, you know, you're going to play and everything is possible and the crowd's lit and there's a lot of flags going and everybody's ready to go. And then it's just done, right? It, it's, it, it just is over. All those months going back to July, even prior to that in March with the OTAs and the mini camps, all of that was for this day. And on this day, the Dallas Cowboys were much better than the Bucs, and they're moving on, and the Bucs are ending their season like so many other teams will, and only one team will win it all. Um, and now we wait. Now we wait to see what changes there might be well, on the coaching staff. The coaching staff, and, and uh, we haven't discussed how the defense tonight. It was like, horrible. Like, how many horrible. receivers were running wide open? I mean, Dak, Dak played this? a good game, but... When the receivers yeah, are that no, open, it's coverage, pretty easy. The communication, and listen, that's on Todd Bowles. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. When you say this is first stall and first day install stuff, then you're either playing the wrong guys, right, because they don't get it, right, or you're doing something that's you know hurting the communication or you're not working hard enough on it. I think they work on it, but it, it this has happened now for at least two straight years. I mean, the last playoff game, Tom Brady had a chance to bring them all the way back and win it in overtime, and then they let the Rams go down the field on a couple of coverage busts against the greatest quarterback in the league in Cooper Cup. And we ended last season talking about how it was an epic fail, how it was a disaster, how um, they got their tails whipped and they blew it. I blew it is what Todd Bowles said. Well, guess what? There was guys, they were blowing it all over the field again in a playoff game one year ago, one year later. Same guys, same team, same secondary. 
That's inexcusable. So, again, you either have the wrong players, you're not coaching them properly or something because this can't keep happening. You know, even if you were a great team and you got in a Super Bowl and you did this, it would cost you that. I, I can't explain it. I really can't. You can't have guys, their tight ends were pretty much running free all day. I don't know that they had a plan for a tight end in this game. And, you know, then to see a guy like C.D. Lamb. C.D. Lamb, you guys lost track of C.D. Lamb in the back of an end zone down the field for 30 yards? Like this this is professional football now. This is not. And that was Carlton Davis, it looked like, blew that coverage. Yeah, that's what it looked like. He was looking in the the backfield instead of watching C.D. Lamb. Certainly looked like it. Certainly look like it, and it's inexcusable. And if they don't fix that, it won't matter who plays here. First, I want to remind you guys uh, how to save money on your electric bill. We all need to do it. It's called May Electric Solar. They're a family-owned business. They've been operating and installing solar electric systems for 12 years now. There's a lot of these fly-by-night companies, but May Electric Solar is committed to you for the long term. Here's what they do. They guarantee their workmanship with a 30-year labor and services warranty plus with every installation, you get $750 worth of surge protection. That's for all your appliances. That right there is the main difference. If you visit their Hutchins showroom, May Electric displays all their products that conduct on-site testing. You can see exactly what they're going to install. Plus, this is important. They don't use subcontractors. You know all those guys up there. They work for Billy May, and they're doing the, doing the job. Start saving today. Call the solar energy experts, May Electric Solar, at 727-819-2862. You can schedule a free estimate Lower your electric bill all year long. Preserve the quality of your life and that of your appliances. That's May Electric Solar at 727-819-2862. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. So back to coaching. And... I had written this story, and, and I firmly believe it because I know the sources of the of the story itself, is that Todd Bowles is supposed to be back. There's every indication he'll be back in 2023. Prior to this game, win or lose, right? Um, I was told, could something somebody have a crazy idea that would change that in the Glazer family? Perhaps, right? But a very small perhaps. And, I again, I think it's difficult to fire a coach after one season um, when he's won a division title. I don't care how he did it. That's the goal. You start the season, you don't say, hey, we really need 12, 11, 12 wins. That's my goal. I want 11 or 12 wins, or I want a winning season, and I don't care if we make the playoffs. No, you say, I want to make the playoffs, I want to win the division, and then make the playoffs, and then I want to go from there and win the next playoff game, go to the championship and win that, and go to a Super Bowl and win that. So, while the record wasn't what they wanted it to be, and let's be honest, if they'd have played everybody against the Atlanta Falcons, they beat the Atlanta Falcons. Are we forgetting this? They're 8-9. Oh, losing season. Okay, they are in the right to rest their guys, right, to give themselves the best chance to win in the postseason. That's why they didn't win in Atlanta. Um, it's simple as that. So regardless, you want to say 8-9, eight, 8-10, eight, whatever you want to give it, they're still division champions. It's the eighth banner they're going to hang in that building. Okay, but... 
we know that there's intri- intriguing coaches out there. Your boy, by the way, Jim Harbaugh, back to Michigan. Congratulations. How do you feel about that? Uh, I think that's great for the University of Michigan. Mm-hmm. I mean, two Agreed. straight college football playoffs. Got a Agreed. lot of his uh, guys that could have gone pro this year going back next year. Yep. And no, that's uh, good. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it looks like it's going to be Ohio State, Michigan, and the Big Ten again next year. But look at the field. Look at the number of coaches that are out there. And I've, we've all seen the names, you know. Dan Quinn's one of them, right? The guy that bottled up mm-hmm. Tom Brady today and, and, you know, was the head coach of the Atlanta Falcons with a famous 28-3 comeback in the Super Bowl against him. But um, Sean Payton is the piece that we don't know. I mean, he to me, he's the domino that has to fall somewhere, right? And maybe he doesn't coach at all. Maybe he stays and does TV and does it next year. Look, if he was after Mike McCarthy's job, we can say that's safe after tonight. I mean, the Dallas Cowboys had not run a a road playoff game since I covered it in the 1992 season. In January of 93, they went out to Candlestick Park. It was the muddiest, rainiest day you've ever seen. They beat Steve Young in the championship, went on to win their first uh, Super Bowl. And that's that famous clip where you see Jimmy Johnson going, how about them Cowboys? That was the day 30 years ago, right? 30-something years ago. So... For Dak Prescott to get that monkey off that organization's back, Mike McCarthy is fine, right? He is fine. Win or lose against San Francisco. So Dallas is out for a guy like Sean Payton. So what is left? You know, he's talked to Denver. He'll talk to Arizona. He's talked to Carolina. And that's the one that's surprising to me that the Saints would would uh, allow permission for him to talk to a team in the NFC South. And I think I read, and I'm not going to quote it because I don't know where I saw it, that the Saints are maybe uh, amenable to trading the rights uh, to Sean Payton for a mid-round first first round pick, a mid-first round pick. If that's the case, that's way south of what the Bucks gave up for John Gruden, which was two ones, two twos, and eight million dollars. So, if you can get Sean Payton in the NFC South for a mid-first round pick, you probably should do it. Now, I'm not suggesting that that these guys are thinking that or the Glazers are thinking that, but what if he came with Tom Brady? What if the package was the same package deal that they were trying to work in Miami a year ago? Um, is that a conversation? Is Byron Leftwich safe? There's some out there that are speculating he's expected to be fired. I don't, I don't expect him to go. Um, I think he's the most likely change that there would be on the staff simply because of, of the outcome of the season. I don't necessarily think that Tom Brady wants him out of here. I don't know that. And for whom? Bill O'Brien is a name that – had Byron Leftwich gotten a job in Jacksonville, that's who they were going to bring in. And it's very likely they may still be talking to him. He's the Alabama offensive coordinator. He's Coach Brady with New England, all of that. So they're going to have some decisions to make, and I think that Todd's going to want to be the coach and not the defensive play caller. He can choose one of his guys, Larry Foote. He can choose um, you know, any number of people on that staff. Uh, or he can go outside and do it so that he can focus more on the entire team, including the offense. But there's going to be change. There always is. And it's not good enough. You know, when you don't win a Super Bowl with Tom Brady, it's just it's not good enough. But this has been an incredible three-year run. I mean, look, I covered this team a long time. I think people are spoiled a little bit. And this was certainly not the outcome anybody in this stadium wanted, unless you're a Dallas fan. But understand this, that they went 12 seasons with no underline no playoff games and only two of those seasons finished with a winning record. So that could be their future again. If Brady leaves and you're trying to groom another quarterback, whether it's Kyle Trask 
or you go with Blaine Gabbard and then Kyle Trask and Blaine's a free agent. So who knows? Um, you know, uh, you're picking 19th. You're probably not going to get the cream of the crop there in the draft. You could try to sign a free agent like a Derek Carr, somebody like that. That's a possibility, but you got to know what Brady's going to do. That's the other equation with Brady. You know, do they hold the door open or keep the light on or whatever the hell message they use? Uh, world without end, or do they need to have an answer um, so they can pursue a Derek Carr or somebody like that? So there's, the off season is one that is really not off, um, but it is its own season, and and it begins immediately. It begins with Tom Brady going home, getting a good night's sleep, and waking up tomorrow, and what you know, feeling like whether he's moving one direction or the other, and fielding all his opportunities and all his calls. But if this has been the run, it's been an unbelievable run. And it, this season was as hard of one as I've ever seen uh, on a lot of people, on a lot of players, on a lot of coaches, and certainly on their quarterback, uh, who went through a lot of bleep, as he said, um, and, and, of course, a very public divorce on top of that. And we sit here, and we don't know what he's going to do. He probably doesn't know for sure. Uh, and we're all going to wait. It's like, gentlemen, start your Brady watch. I mean, this is the reality of, of where we're at now. You know, every season ends the same way. Guys get the glad bags or garbage bags. They empty the, you know, the contents of their locker into a bag. They take it to their car, and then they wait for Brady updates. You know, that's they're going to do the same thing we're doing. Um, and and that's, you know, unfortunate that uh, they weren't able to get back deeper into the postseason. I'm a firm believer that no one's beating the 49ers this year until they get to the Super Bowl. Maybe Kansas City gets them or Buffalo. Um, but I don't. I don't even think this Dallas team is capable of that. I could be wrong. I could be wrong about that. I mean, the NFC East was the strongest division, and look, they got the Giants, the Cowboys, and the Eagles are all still alive, right? So that's not a sham. Those teams beat everybody. That's the first time and, a division's had three in this round since I think it was 1997. That's incredible. And the man. Buccaneers that's a were long, part of that. Long time. The Buccaneers yeah. were part of that with the NFC Central at the time. Yeah, Minnesota, Green Bay, I would imagine, and uh, in Tampa Bay. I believe that was correct. Or it might have been Chicago, but one of those yep. um, were probably left out. But, yeah, it's, uh, it, it's a strong division and really good teams. And I think the Giants are going to give the Eagles all they can handle. Um, you could have a situation if the Dallas were to upset San Francisco, they may host the championship game. We just don't know. And those two franchises out there, the Niners and the Cowboys, have great history, great rivalries through the years. It's going to be um, uh, a very marquee game. So, a um, couple updates. Uh, we found out Ryan Jensen's injury. Uh, he tore three ligaments, apparently. Yeah, ACL, MCL, but didn't need surgery, he, amazingly enough. Yeah, which tells me they weren't complete tears. I mean, obviously, if you tear your ACL all the mm-hmm. way through, you've got to uh, you got to do something about it, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but they did not. So, and uh, and then he, a scary he, incident at the end of the game with Russell Gage. Yeah, uh, and we don't have an update on Russell. We asked Coach Bowles after the game, which is just a couple hours ago, um, and he said uh, that it was a concussion and that uh, there was a possible neck injury. And we asked if he if he was moving his extremities. He goes, "Well, there was movement when he was on the you know on being attended to. He was moving. I really don't have an update for you." So we pray for Russell. Um, I know guys were very concerned about him after the game. His family we saw in the tunnel. Uh, that we're going to go to the hospital and we'll have an update tomorrow. I don't think it's something that's catastrophic. I don't know, um, but I really th- I think he's going to be okay. Got his neck in a weird position, kind of got hit there and twisted up, um, so you never want to see that. So we will be at uh, One Buck Place 
earlier in a few hours, as a matter of fact, uh, to listen to Todd Bowles. The, the players will be uh, exiting as well, and we'll have a chance to talk to a few of them, I would think, on the way out. We'll have that for you in the Tampa Bay Times on TampaBay.com. If there's any changes uh, throughout the offseason, keep it here, keep it there. We'll talk to you on Sports Day Tampa Bay about it for sure. The Tampa Bay Lightning went out to Seattle. They beat the Kraken 4-1 to prior to this game. Uh, so good on them. They continue their role. Steven Stamkos still looking for number 500, however. We'll see if that comes on the road uh, pretty sooner than later or whether he'll get to do it at home. I'm not really sure. So um, a lot's coming up, a lot of post-mortem. Uh, the free agency is ahead of us. We'll break down all of that. Uh, you know, who's going to be in, who's going to be out, who has a contract, who doesn't. And um, we'll look forward to next season. And, and listen, we're here every day, Monday through Friday. That's not going to change. But uh, for all of you that listened uh, in particular for – uh, Bucks news for all of that um, and the coverage that we've had throughout the season with Joey Knight, with Steve. We appreciate it. Uh, season didn't turn out the way I'm sure most of you fans wanted it to, um, but you got to sit back and uh, uh, and I think, you know, be be grateful for the for the effort and the performances all these players put forward, especially Tom Brady with all that, that, that he was dealing with. Uh, it, it truly was a struggle this year for them, and yet I think um, – you know, one or two plays here or there, maybe they, they, they catch stride. They just never quite got any kind of momentum in a game, never got momentum for a season, couldn't win more than two in a row. Uh, it was just that kind of year, and it played out against the Dallas Cowboys, and they lose in the NFC Wild Card game. So thanks for listening. We'll be back tomorrow. For Steve Burstink, I'm Rick the Tampa Bay Times. Have a great day, everybody. 